Hello and welcome to a new episode of Other Record Labels. I'm your host, Scott Orr, where we talk about the art and culture of running an independent record label. And today we want to talk about album artwork and how to get great album artwork. And for you as a record label, this is kind of falls under your purview. It kind of is is your responsibility. And sometimes uh, it doesn't, it isn't. And sometimes some of you out there don't think a lot about artwork. And we're going to dive into the importance of album artwork for people who are passionate about album artwork like I am, and you know that. I've talked about it with a lot of our guests on this show. And then for some people who don't necessarily get the importance, we're going to dive into that a little bit. I'm keeping my notes uh, as well as our in-depth album branding tutorial that you can watch for free. I'm keeping all of that in today's episode at otherrecordlabels.com slash artwork. So go to otherrecordlabels.com slash artwork where you can get the notes from today's show as well as watch um, this tutorial that I did a couple years ago on how to kind of create a brand for your album campaign. Great artwork makes a big difference. And if you don't think it does make a difference, then you're dead to me. No, I'm kidding. Well, half kidding. At the very least, you have to acknowledge that it is one component uh, to the marketing strategy. And we've talked about this before is maybe it's not a make or break, but we've talked about the importance of all of these little micro improvements that we do for our label or for our album campaign that have a macro result. There have been successful releases with bad artwork. I get that. And great artwork where the music never caught on for whatever reason. We talk about in the new book, um, Record Label Marketing Strategies, about the impact that the visual side of music has on reaching new listeners. The fact of the matter is that some of the first touch points we have with an audience is through visuals. I did a whole episode on this um, sometime last year, but but our first touch point with, with new listeners can be things like Instagram posts and TikToks. Um, and in those cases, sometimes music is played and sometimes it's not. Uh, YouTube thumbnails, the album cover on Spotify new release page or discover page, or in real life, um, the album cover in a record store. And so for this reason, artwork can't be an afterthought. It's a critical part of the creative process. I want to emphasize that it is part of the creative process because it's creative. Some artists get this and they are the driving force behind coming up with great album artwork. And some artists need you, the record label, to take the lead on creating a visual campaign for their new release. So today I've come up with four um, reasons, uh, four ways that you can ensure that you have great album artwork. I don't know why four. I should have went with five. So hopefully you're okay with just four. Maybe we'll throw a fifth in there by the time we get to the end. But I've got four things I want you to pay attention to. Uh, And then we're going to tackle some FAQs because I see this in our Facebook group, some things that come up about artwork. You know, I think artwork falls under the category similar to social media for record label owners, where we get into this business because we love music. We love discovering music and we love sharing that music with people. And so there are things like accounting and graphic design and social media and doing video work or maybe booking shows or publishing that isn't really in our wheelhouse. It's not something necessarily we're passionate about. And so we either drop the ball completely or we just don't, you know, we try to brush it under the rug a little bit. So I want to, I want to tackle some of the FAQs after, after I, I give through these four points, um, just because there's some things that are common that, that I hear a lot. And, and so I want to tackle those. Number one is um, consider using a similar design throughout the campaign. 
And so what this means is that you have the album artwork and, and we talk about this extensively in this um, video tutorial that I did last year um, that you can watch at otherrecordlabels.com slash artwork about, and I give some examples um, of great artists who do this, where there's a cohesive um, visual aesthetic that goes along with the music that you see in um, the pre-release singles, that you see in the tour posters and the branding for the tour and the branding for the merch. I mean, you could just look through your CD collection or your vinyl collection or open up Spotify and look at some album covers and you could probably get an idea of some artists that you're a fan of who did this well. Some people go to the extreme and they live within this like very strict brand and sometimes they're pretty loose about it. In the uh, tutorial, I give an example of the Phoebe Bridgers, uh, the latest campaign, um, the Punisher campaign where she's wearing the skeleton suit and she does that on, um, on, on various music videos and in press photos and on the album cover as well. And so that's kind of subtle, but it's, it's the, the it, it, it has this thread. It gives this visual thread. Um, another example is, um, you know, Taylor Swift, for example, will do this where, where she'll really kind of play the part of whatever character her new album is. And so think of like that, that folk, lore album, the folksy one where like the picture of her in the woods wearing a sweater or whatever. And then like all of the pre-release singles or all the singles kind of match that similar vibe. And then the behind the scenes footage and the performance, everything is just kind of woodsy. And even the performance that she would do at the Grammys just has that same vibe. And so, and the merch they sell is relevant to that. And then when she kind of gets out of that character and releases a new record, she matches that record as well. So that might be an extreme example. I got a buddy who I know listens to this podcast, so I want to give a shout out to Wade, um, to Math Club, uh, this great emo band who's local here. And and Wade's got a new record he's working on where he's releasing right now, I think. And it has this very vibrant, co uh, colorful artwork that I love. It looks so good. And he has used this artwork. I call it the parent artwork where it's like, it's mom and dad. And then you have all of the kids and, and I'm going to lose this analogy, but Underneath it, you have, and in Wade's example, you have these pre-release singles that look exactly like the album cover, but they're uh, like a toned down version, like a, a simpler design, whereas the the main artwork is super elaborate and complicated, but this the singles are, are much simpler, but you know that it's connected to that album. And so it gives this visual um, connection for, for people because a lot of us are kind of dumb and we need that connection. We need to go, oh yeah, this is for this album or a reminder that, oh yeah, there's an album coming out or these singles, when we go back in time and discover an artist, you know, and we see their stuff from 10 years ago, we know, oh, this was part of that album. You can hear it in the sound, but you can also see it visually. Even this, my friend, this math club example, he's doing it in the press photos and in some of the social media posts, the album is really colorful. And he has clothes that are matching the album cover and he's wearing it like as kind of a gimmick. Like it's kind of like a way to emphasize the album. I think it's, he's doing a great job at it. It's very cool. And I love it when people do this because it's fun. It's almost like a gamification a little bit of artwork. And, uh, and it's really, there's something happening on the subconscious, I think. And that's why we do this overall aesthetic. Um, it, it's this familiarity and it also just enhances the fans experience. Remember, this isn't hard to do. I'm going to move on from this topic, but this isn't hard to do. And in Wade's case, he's just putting on colorful clothes and matching the artwork. I mean, it's it's kind of silly. It's kind of simple, but it, it works. And so you don't have to overthink it. 
I mean, you could hire a designer and, and some people, uh, some major labels will carry the design through everything and it looks really great. And some people do variations of the design and different things and it looks great as well. Uh, you can do it super elaborate or you can just kind of do it fun in your own way. But I think there is something uh, effective about doing it. Number two, start the process early. We talked about this, didn't we? Uh, when we were talking about promoting your album. So we were talking about all the different marketing things that you should do ahead of time. And so the, the very same advice I'm going to give when it comes to creating your artwork, things can take a lot of time. And, and we've talked about this before, obviously artists can have a, a, a tough time, um, finalizing artwork. Some artists are like, I don't care what you use, just use this photo or take a picture of this or do this or whatever. They don't care. Or they are totally agreeable with whatever you suggest. Other artists really want to think it through and see a lot of different examples and maybe test out different artists. And so for that reason, it's important that you start the process early. Uh, I also think that um, there is something cool about allowing the music to inform the art, but sometimes vice versa. And so if you're working on the artwork during the recording process or during the writing process and you come up, you know, let's say you hire a designer who comes up with a really cool design or, or you have a friend that does a painting and then you're still in the recording process and you hang that painting in the studio and you're like, let's, let's kind of mirror that, whatever that vibe that we get from that painting or that image or this photograph, um, we're going to try to somehow emulate sonically. And I think that can be really cool. I know artists who have done that. I've done that before. It's really powerful. In the same way, we let the music influence the, the visuals, um, vice versa can happen. And then, of course, from a technical standpoint, when you start the process early of artwork, I mean, we know that manufacturing is taking a long time, but even that aside, it gives you time to do test prints. So let's say you look at something on the screen, it's vibrant, it looks good, but when it's converted to print, I mean, if you're manufacturing vinyl or tapes or CDs, if it's converted to print to CMYK, for example, you might look at it and go, oh, it's not as vibrant on screen, or maybe you want to do something different. And I've done this before. This is a little hot tip here, but I've done something kind of cool for digital couldn't really be replicated in print. And so I've done something, I've done a, a different album artwork or just kind of a variation in print, uh, a little bit more com convoluted that you wouldn't necessarily be able to do in digital as well. So you can kind of do that as well. All these different things, mocking it up digitally, mocking it up on an iPhone, like loading it into iTunes and then, and then looking at on your phone in, in Spotify or, or iTunes and be like, okay, that looks cool. I can imagine someone holding their phone, listening to my new album on iTunes or Spotify. The artwork looks good when you shrink it down to that size. So having this amount of lead time lets you do all those different things. And then of course you can communicate with your manufacturing plant. Again, if you're doing physical product, number three is hire a professional. Good art is not subjective. Perhaps that's untrue, but let me say it this way. Um, art well presented is not subjective. Um, I like to, you know, we kind of think of like an art gallery, right? Art hanging on the wall in an art gallery is subjective. So I get that. Some people are like, I love this painting while other people think it's disgusting and they don't respond to it in any way. I totally understand that. But an art gallery is not really subjective, right? An art gallery presents the art perfectly. It creates a really well-lit, um, very sterile, very uh, perfect environment for um, a person to enjoy the artwork that's hanging on the wall. They get out of the way. And so I think the way we package an album and the way we present an album is similar to an art gallery. 
And so, well, there are elements of the design that is subjective. I'll agree to that. I do think that the way we present the whole package is not necessarily subjective. I think there are kind of rules to follow within that to give the, um, the, the music fan a great experience. I'll give you an example. This is one of my pet peeves. Maybe you don't care, but this is kind of a pet peeve. So when you're manufacturing vinyl, you really only have a selection of color available to you. If you want to do color vinyl, it's the plant will kind of come up with like, let's say you're doing a, a solid color. They might have like 20 different colors that they have available. If you want to do a custom color, let's say you want to do it red, but you want it to be a little bit brighter than the red that they're offering. You can't do that unless you have like a Pantone match, in which case it costs tons of money. And I'm not even sure. I mean, you probably have to do a minimum of 500 or a thousand units if you want to do a custom color. Same thing with like translucent or any of the mixture colors. They're kind of like preset colors. So let's say your graphic designer comes up with an album cover and they just use a red but the plant doesn't have that exact red on vinyl. What's going to happen is that you're probably just going to pick the closest red or you're going to pick a color that kind of complements it. And what ends up happening is that when I'm a music fan and now you're seeing how much of a snob I am, so I apologize for this. I'm kind of exposing myself here. But when I pull out the record and I'm like, oh, this this doesn't really match. You know what I mean? It's like it's like when you have like a shirt and a pair of pants and I'm like, this just doesn't really work, you know? And it's, so I pull out the record. I'm like, oh, this is... Not the best, um, <laughs> not the best customer experience, as opposed to pulling out this package where like the OB strip matches and the vinyl matches and, and everything is complimenting. It's obviously somebody has taken the time to think this through. So my point is, is that whatever color you pick for your vinyl, that's subjective. So if somebody likes red and then somebody else hates red, that's subjective. But it's not subjective whether or not you've picked the wrong red. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like to match the other red that you have in your design. We're getting a little bit into the weeds here, but I just want to, this is a podcast. We have the time to do that. No problem. Um, but anyway, these are things that I want you to keep in mind. Um, what was my point? Okay. We're talking about hiring a professional. <laughs> I just got on a tangent about um, whether artwork is subjective or not. A professional can help with all of these things. You know I mean? If you hire a great professional who's done album artwork before, these are the things that they're thinking about. I've done a lot of album artworks. I made a, um, a ton of mistakes. I've, I have records at home where I go, oh, I should have thought of this during the design phase. I'll do it better next time. So hiring a professional, especially someone who's done uh, artwork before, can really help you avoid some of these mistakes and just overall create a better experience for the fan, which is what we want. Uh, it, so this is... I'll talk about in the, when we get to the FAQs where you can find these people and how much it'll cost. Um, but the other thing a professional will do, and remember, when we hire someone, we might be just hiring them to design the album cover. And then if we're printing, and that's fine if we're doing digital-only releases, and I know a lot of our listeners only do digital-only releases. But some people, if we're pressing to vinyl or if we're making CDs or if we're doing tapes or, heck, if we're doing all three of those things and more, then there are different templates and layouts that need to happen. So it's one thing to design in Photoshop or Illustrator this square album artwork that works on Spotify and Bandcamp. But it's another thing to say, okay, now we need to transfer this onto a cassette, which has a really big spine. It has that tab at the back. It's it's super weird. We have to you know, do a label for the tape, which is weird because we have to allow for the holes and that kind of stuff. And then there's 
there's a vinyl and all the packaging. Does this look good when it's blown up to 12 inches? Who knows? That kind of thing. So that's where a professional comes in because taking that artwork, even if you've designed the artwork yourself, or even if it's just as simple as saying, we have this photo that the artist took and that's all they want is the album cover. It still needs to be put into a, a nice InDesign or Illustrator Photoshop template with the manufacturing plant. So keep that in mind. Let's move on. Number four, and finally, get layered files. So you need to have access to your layered files. What's a layered file? Let me just, um, let me, uh, Scott, explain this for you. A layered file means that if you've hired a designer or if you're a designer yourself and you've created the artwork in Photoshop, a layered file is like a file that has all of the layers of the design. So that would include the fonts, like the text, if there's a photo used, if there's just some simple artwork and some design elements that are just basic colors or shapes, those are all layered. And sometimes there's hundreds of layers if there's texture that's put on it to give it a cool effect. Those are all layers, which are cool because having that file allows you to open that file and say, okay, we're going to take some of these layers and make social media graphics out of them. We're going to change the font and talk about a, a release show that we're going to do. We're going to take, let's say we have the artwork and we're going to just take one element from it to put it on a t-shirt, that kind of thing. So it's really important that you have the layered files. Now, I understand, and we're going to talk about this in a second in the frequently asked questions because we had this discussion in our Facebook group, but understand that Sometimes when you hire a designer, they won't give you the layered files because you haven't paid for access to the layered files. You've just paid for the art. Now, some designers are like, I don't care. You pay me for the art. I'll just give you the layered files. You can do whatever you want with them. So we'll talk about that in a second. But getting the layered files is great because what ends up happening, I've had this example where I did a digital only release in October a couple of years ago. And so we just had the artwork for the digital only, which was like 3000 pixels by 3000 pixels. But then a couple of months later, I had a company reach out and say that they wanted to manufacture the vinyl and they wanted to do an exclusive release. And thankfully we had the Photoshop file available that we could then scale up. It was, it was scalable. So we were able to scale it up to a larger format and we were able to do lots of cool things with the, the label on the records as well as the insert sleeve and that kind of things. And then of course, like having the layered artwork is great if you want to do multiple ver uh, cover versions for alternative things like remixes or your pre-release singles like the example I, I used previously. Okay, so those are the four things. Um, having a similar design throughout the whole campaign, a cohesive visual aesthetic. Uh, starting the process early. Number three, hiring a professional. And number four, getting access to the layered files. Let's tackle real quick before I let you go some some artwork FAQs that I see all the time and I think it's um I think it's important. Number one question is does does design really matter? And we've tackled this. I kind of went off on a tangent, so I won't really go down this road too much. Um this is a conversation I've had with my own artists um and I've bullied them into to agreeing with me that design does matter. But some musicians might feel like art doesn't matter. Uh, it's just one little thing. But my argument is that all those little things add up. For example, mastering. Does mastering matter? That's a question we have a lot as well. And I mean, gun to my head, no. You can release an album that isn't mastered. Um, Spotify will let you upload it. Bandcamp will let you upload it. People, dare I say, may enjoy an album that hasn't been mastered. But 
And that doesn't mean that there is no place for mastering or that mastering isn't contributing something to the overall sound. Um, you know, whether there's a great narrative surrounding the album, if your mixes sound great, if you have great press photos, if you have great artwork on their own, an album can survive without these things. But with these things all compounding together can make for a really great album campaign and can really help you reach listeners. The other thing I want to say is I personally take art seriously. And for a lot of full length records that a band has worked on for a couple of years, I feel like it deserves art that is as thought out as the music to toil over lyrics and melody and mixes and arrangements for so long and so thoughtfully. And then to just say whatever to the way you package that music. I don't think that's right. And I don't think that makes any sense for artists to be so um, invested into the music, but then to kind of abandon some of the other parts of the art presentation. That's just my opinion. Number two is we, um, we tackled this a little bit as well. Can I sell the artwork on t-shirts, posters, stickers, et cetera? This is a great question. And we had this question asked in our private Facebook group recently, a little bit of a discussion going on, by the way, you should come join us. Um, and if you're abandoned Facebook, like I once did, I created a nice little dummy account, um, so that I can hang out in this group with all of you. Um, come join us. So you have to discuss this question with your graphic designer before, 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 before they start working on your project. Some designers do what's called work for hire, which means that you pay them a flat rate and then you own whatever they design during that time, which means you can exploit that artwork for future uses like merch, like t-shirts and stickers, and as well as social media or, or whatever, paid or free. In some cases, however, artists will sell their art for limited use. So let's say just on streaming platforms and then require additional payment or royalties for use on packaging and merch. Both options, understand this, both options are fair and reasonable. Just make sure you discuss this arrangement before work begins. <laughs> you know, it's so important. I know if you're listening to this and you're in a situation where you didn't, you're gonna be like, thanks, Scott, this is no help to me. But it's it for future projects, make sure you discuss this. If you're going to work with a designer, I'm gonna give you a, in a second, I'm gonna tell you where to find a designer and how much they cost. But if you're gonna work with a designer before you start before you get quotes, before anything, you just say, listen, we want artwork custom designed and we want to have the layered files and we want to have the freedom to make t-shirts should we choose to down the road or to do posters or if we want to take the artwork and make um, nice, you know, printed off graphics that we sell for $50 each. We want to have that right. And then the artist, the graphic designer has the right to say, okay, if you want all that, then it's going to cost you $2,000 and I will give you the rights to everything, including the layered files. But if you want me just to design a simple cover, it's going to be $200. And should you choose, you know, down the road, if you want access to the layered files again, then you have the option to pay the extra $1,800 and we'll, I'll give you the rights to it. I, I'm just making up those numbers, but that's kind of, all of those scenarios are fair for both parties. It's just whatever the designer agrees on, whatever the label thinks fair and the designer thinks fair, it's just important you talk about it ahead of time. How much does a designer cost? Okay, so before this episode, I checked on, on Fiverr. Um, and, and by the way, uh, 
for uh, designers, you can go to um, you can go to Fiverr. I've been using Fiverr a lot for a lot of different things. I think it's great. Um, and there's some really great designers on there. And of course, the other thing you can do is you can go on Instagram to designers that you admire, um, who you've seen do artwork. I follow a bunch. I'm going to get one on the show so soon, hopefully. Um, so you can, you can reach out to them for a quote. I checked on Fiverr and you can get cool designs between $50. And I imagine that would be just for like a little Spotify photo, like a little tiny graphic upwards of like $250. In fact, one person I saw on Fiverr was offering three packages. So $250 just for the digital artwork that you use on Spotify, et cetera. Then $500 for like layout, that artwork plus the layout of like a digipack like on CD. And then a $700 package for like a bigger package with a booklet and the layout and, and digital mock-ups and everything. So I think you can expect to spend like $500 for a great job. I think that, you know, I mean, you can negotiate, you can see, you can say, listen, let's do $500. And then should we sell t-shirts or posters down the road with your artwork, then we'll agree to like a 10% royalty or a 20% net on the net profits of, of a shirt or something like that. It's just important you talk about it ahead of time. Another question is, can my manufacturing plant do the design for me? They do. And most of them offer a service for additional pricing. Most plants offer this. I remember a company who made CDs maybe 15 years ago and they would offer design services and they sucked. I mean, they looked so bad. Um, but I'm sure things have evolved now, so I can't speak to how. And I'm, you know, I know we we represent a lot of different fun plants and and there's a lot of great designers, I'm sure, who work at those plants or that they have a cool designers on on freelance. It all depends on the manufacturer and what kind of designer they have on hand. I don't really see the point of going that route aside from uh, aside from the fact that they know exactly how the manufacturing plant needs the final files for printing. So that's kind of a benefit is that you know there's not going to be any mistakes. You know that the spine is going to be lined up like they're just good at their job because they work with that plant before or they are that plant. Another question is, uh, can I design it myself? So yes, you can. You can use Canva or use paper and scissors like Painted Blonde Records, one of my favorite labels that makes their artwork by hand. Um, you can, the point is just make sure you're investing in your label and you aren't skipping out on design costs because you're cheap. It could literally make or break an album release. Having said that, in some cases, for some EPs, for some genres, for example, lo-fi music calls for lo-fi art. So I get that. And I concede to those exceptions where DIY art or non-artwork approaches work the best. So that's cool. Last question. Should you do a style guide or design parameters for your record label, similar to like Blue Note? If you want to have any sort of visual consistency to your releases, even something as simple as having the catalog ID on the cover or the spine, or if you want your label logo in the top right corner of the releases, which I've seen some labels do. Or if you want to go crazy and say that the label decides the artwork and the artist must conform to the design template of the label. Whatever. Regardless of your approach, if it's small or if it's big, be sure that you have it in writing by way of a style guide so that each newly signed artist knows your design parameters before they agree to sign to your label. Now, 
you might have these design parameters and I can think of a ton of labels. Uh, I won't mention them now because I just, I didn't make a list ahead of time, but there's a lot of great modern labels that have a consistent layout to their album covers that they kind of fit this template. I personally love that. I love that. I, I'm obsessed with that. It, it kind of triggers like my hoarding, like collect all four, collect all five, collect all 10 type of mentality. Um, so I love it when, when, when labels do that. And I think if a, if an artist is signing to that label or a, being approached by that label or approaching that label, then they probably appreciate that too. They know what they're getting into. But if you have something like, I know there's a label we had on the show recently, ATA who have, um, a logo in the top right corner of their, of their releases. I imagine that's probably written down somewhere or at least the artists are made aware. Hey, listen, if you sign, that's kind of a requirement that we do that on all our releases. So just know that ahead of time. Listen, this has been a lot. I'm going to let you go. Thank you so much for tuning in. And I really hope that you found this helpful on your little artwork journey. The whole point of other record labels is to kind of tackle like just little things at a time. And today's we're tackling artwork. Is this a big deal? Are you kind of stressed? I mean, like, oh my gosh, there's so much to think about when it comes to artwork. Just keep doing it the way you're doing it. Adopt one or two of these things at your own pace. Get all the notes um, from today. Everything I've talked about, if, if you feel overwhelmed, is available at otherrecordlabels.com slash artwork. It'll be in our newsletter that goes out. It's on our website. There's a tutorial you can sign up for on the website to watch. That's free that I kind of explain a lot of these concepts a little bit more. But think about your artwork. Show me your artwork. I'd love to see them. And I'd love to know your opinions on artwork too. Um, you can always email me, podcast at otherrecordlabels.com. If you're passionate about artwork or if you have a cool project you want to show me, I'd love to see it. Thanks for listening. <laughs>